It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Over a quarter million in December, numbers of Godaways estimated north of 60 or 70,000, according to CPB. We're talking about not just a a tragedy in so many ways in a national security issue. Also added to that the the death of, of American citizens, the destruction of lives through the drugs, not just the fentanyl that crosses the southern border, and much more. But something that's preventable and something that was so top of mind when Biden met with AMLO down in Mexico City that they and their cabinet members ran out of time because they were apparently a little too busy discussing climate change and diversity, equity and inclusion. Uh, It's no longer never has been a serious concern for them, except that their plan is working. America is being balkanized by illegal aliens, and whether Eric Adams goes to the border to sound like he cares while asking for tax dollars in New York, or Colorado decides not to ship their illegals to other states when liberal mayors object, uh, you're paying the price. Every congressional district in America is dealing with this problem. Mark Morgan, visiting fellow for Border Security and Immigration at Heritage, and uh, certainly someone who's well, well versed uh, to talk about this issue, joins me now. Mark, good morning. Welcome back. David, thanks for uh, having me. I tell you what, you, you summed it up nicely. I couldn't have said it better myself, David. Yeah, there's, there's just it's not tone deaf it's deliberate mark and now the question is i mean is there anything that mitigates this the in the in the near term yeah david look that that's the question and i gotta tell you i I was hopeful but but and skeptical but but i'm losing that that hopefulness every single day look you start off you kind of with your model you know facts matter so you, you talked about the 250,000, a quarter of a million in December. Let's keep in mind, that's just the total encounters on the southwest border. Nationwide, look, we don't talk enough about our northern border. We don't talk about our coastal border. border. So that number is going to be considerably higher. But just the 250,000 encounters on the southern border in 30 days, put that in perspective because we're in the playoff season. Think about the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Filled to capacity, standing room only. You could fill the Dallas Cowboys Stadium two and a half times over. That's how many illegal alien encounters we experienced in December alone, only on our southern border. And as you said, it doesn't include the gotaways. Look, look, right now, the first 23 months of, of this administration, 23 months, we're still waiting for January to end, is that we've seen over 1.2 million gotaways. And, David, look, this is why it's got to be a, a, a kitchen table issue. This is why America has to wake up is 1.2 million gotaways. And what's, what's among the gotaways? It's criminals. Look, among the one point, look, most of the, the, the illegal aliens come across, they sit down. They're waiting for border toll, literally waiting for border toll to come to process them because they know they're going to be released. So why do we have a gotaway if, if they know they're going to be released? 
It's because they've got something to hide, because that's where the criminal element is. That's where the murderers, the rapists, the pedophiles, the aggravated felons, the gang members, and our potential national security threats are among the 1.0 million that now call America home. America's not just paying the price fiscally with, with, with the millions of illegal aliens. They're also paying the price with their safety and security. And look, right now, I, I, I do not see the Republican Party getting their act together to do what they need to do. So let's talk about just that, the Republican Party and what they can do, what's even possible. Uh, you know, every tool available, rescission for programs or maybe taking money away from programs Democrats like it to force some kind of uh, behavior. I mean, are, are they willing, are they capable of playing hardball? Because I don't. I, I got to tell you, Mark, I don't see Kevin McCarthy playing hardball, and I mean real hardball with these Democrats, because his district is getting overrun just like every other. Yeah, David, look, I, I think you're spot on. Let's keep in mind, again, let's go back to facts. So remember, under President Trump, the Republicans had the White House, the House, and the Senate. And they failed to, to pass a single piece of meaningful border security uh, legislation that would have prevented about 85 percent of the ca- catastrophe that we're seeing right now. And they failed miserably. And now they had they had a chance. Republican has the House. And what, what's one of the greatest tools that the House has? They have the power of the purse. Right. I mean, they can shift legislation. They had an opportunity to force significant policy change in this administration by the power of the purse. And what happened? The Republicans on the Senate side just threw it away. They passed a one point seven trillion dollar omnibus bill. And in the bill itself, David, I know you know this. There was language in there where specifically said the billions that were given DHS cannot be used for border security. And 19 Republicans signed on to that. And it literally took away one of the most significant leverages that the House had to at least maybe stop the bleeding. Number two, right now, where is the, where is the House? Where's the House Republicans? Look, six months ago, six conservative think tanks got together. We, we, we wrote a coalition letter where we laid out the roadmap of what the, what the Capitol Hill needed to do to secure our border. It's in black and white. It's simple. It's not lengthy. Yet they're still debating on, on what version of a bill is, is going to be going forward and whether it's even get on the floor or not. I, I mean, this is ridiculous. What's also, and I, and I wonder about this, and I'm going off a story that has been developing. It's something I have seen over the years covering the border. Uh, what happens to farmland? And, and not the biggest story, not the one getting the headlines, but border farmers, especially in the southern, including Southern California, winter lettuce, other crops that are necessary. Yeah, well, all crops are necessary. But when farmers start losing because of contamination of their lands as these illegal aliens cross their properties, they have to cut out, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars from their crop. You know, if this continues to grow and spread, uh, what does that look like for something that we need every day in America, which is food? Yeah. So again, David, you're you're talking about another example of the downstream negative effects of the dominoes that fall because our border is unsecure. And we've literally incentivized illegal aliens. We've really we've actually incentivized the entire world. The last 23 months, CBP encountered illegal aliens from 160 different countries. It's not just Mexico. It's not just the Northern Triangle country. It's the entire world. And, And you just represent another one of those dominoes that falls 
in a negative way because our border is unsecured. Look, I've talked to farmers. I, I've talked to farmers all along our, our shared border with, with, with Mexico. And I tell you, the, the stories that they tell are devastating. And not just from a, a fiscal standpoint, not just from a, a standpoint that their crops, as you said, or their land, their livestock are being devastated and that money's coming right out of the, their pocketbook, which is going to cascade and, and have an impact on, uh, on taxpayers and potentially the availability of crops, as you said. But they're also, uh, go back to the safety issue. I talked to a young man. He was like third, fourth generation. The, the land had been handed down. And he said, look, I've got a young wife and a couple of kids. He said, I, David, this is, this is tragic. I, I mean, my gut still gets in knots when I talk about it. He said, right now, I do not feel comfortable leaving my house in the United States and leaving my wife and kids there alone because of the massive invasion of illegal aliens that are coming in. Think about that. Yet it's a forgotten voice. Something uh, I'm reminded of something I saw here, and we're talking about the down the downstream effects here, uh, the destruction environmentally of the Rio Grande Valley, all the the mass crossing areas, and you know many. I mean, we're talking decades ago. I stood there and looked at the border between Haiti and the Dominican Republic, and it was tragic to see, but yet I can look at the U.S. southern border and see environmentally destroyed areas. And, you know, we hear from this administration and the, quote, environmentalists on the left about caring about the environment. But this also affects water, crop, people who live along the border on both sides. Yeah, David, I, I tell you, again, that's another thing. So the environmentalists, when we were building the wall system to, to safeguard and protect our nation from a vast complex set of threats, the environmentalists went nuts, right, um, even though the data just wasn't there. But yet I, I've been there where you, you can see valleys that have been decimated. It looks like an open-air hoarder show, right? I mean, it, it's just it's littered with trash. Uh, feces. I, I mean, it's just horrific that what you see along the southwest border. And that's what I mean. It goes back to to it's not just one thing. The, the, the dominoes that fall negatively impacting are vast and complex. But unfortunately, when, when you're in Missouri or you're in Vermont or South Dakota, you feel disconnected from it. And I got it. Look, look, you're you're, you're trying to, to, to pay your mortgage and put food on the table and you're busy and, and you feel disconnected from it. But but everybody's listening right now. I promise you're not. Everything, that David, that you're describing, it, it doesn't just stay at the southwest border. Those issues and those threats, they're, they're coming across and they're making their way to every town, city and state in this country. Look, I promise you, I don't care what state you're in. If you hear about a fentanyl overdose, that fentanyl came from the southwest border. You can take that to the bank. Think about the, – the, look, in the past 23 months, uh, part of the, the encounters that they, they were able to succeed in, they encountered over 68,000 criminals, 68,000 criminals in 23 months. Among them, just one example, was over 120 convicted murderers. Now think about that. Now let's go back to the 1.2 million gotaways. It's not hyperbole to say we, we, we can have countless untold thousands of, of murderers that now are in the United States. And I trust you, they're not all living in the southwest border in Brownsville. They came and, and they're in every major metropolitan city in this country. And we don't even talk about the pedophiles and the, uh, and the, and the rapists and the gang members. Look, and people will say, oh, you're being hyperbolic. No, I'm not. That, those are facts. And the facts back that up. 
And yet I do not understand why, why this is a political issue, why it's become a, a red and, and, and blue issue when it really should be a red, white, and blue issue to secure our border. You know, the, the sex worker, the sex trade, yep. the forced entry into that for, for many of these women who have to pay their debt to the cartels, uh, the coyotes are the middlemen. The cartels are raking in billions. This is the largest human trafficking yep. operation in the world that's underway across our southern border. You're right. There are other issues with the northern border coming through in various ways. You name it. But the, the largest focal point in this. And when I hear from the, quote, women's rights activists out there on the left, and they don't care about women being whether forced into or coming in to carry out the sex trade, usually to rape, to put more money and obviously into criminal hands. It just you know, the hypocrisies stand out so blatantly, Mark. And, and you know, you talk about fentanyl. Uh, I think two or three more tr- uh, police officers in the last week. You know, you take a license in a traffic stop, and here we have an opioid overdose. And guess what? They go back. They do the t- the testing and fentanyl. Yeah. David, look, this is why I love coming on your show, because, look, you're, you're well-informed. Everything you said is just correct. And let me put stop a couple. So as far as the, 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 the money going to the cartels, so in 2018, just from the smuggling slash trafficking, just from that alone, not even the drugs, in 2018, we estimated they were making about $500 million. Today, it's $13 billion. Think about that. From 2018 to now, it went from $500 million to $13 billion just on the smuggling trafficking side. And then, look, I'm with you, David. I get so mad. This secretary, Secretary Mayorkas, if he says one more time, look, I, I, I won't do it because I'm a law enforcement man, but I, I, I literally would just, just like to slap it because, look, he keeps saying that he's developed a safe and orderly, humane, illegal immigration process. First of all, it's an oxymoron. There's no such thing. And let's talk about facts. So the facts are that independent studies, one of them is Doctors Without Borders, have estimated that up to 30 percent of the young women and children that make the trek are sexually assaulted or raped on their journey up here. I've talked to Border Trojans who have interviewed a 14-year-old girl that was raped multiple times on their journey up here. And then the trafficking, just as you said. Look, a lot of these individuals, every single day, as they're being smuggled, they're also being trafficked. They just don't know it yet. They don't have the money to pay, as you said, so they get smuggled in the United States illegally. A couple of days later, it get knocked on their hotel door says hey where's the remaining four thousand you owe me i don't have it no problem here's how you're going to have to pay it off and it happens every single day where are the advocates in the past 20 past 23 months this administration has found over 1500 dead migrants on the southwest border and that's just what cbp has found not what other law enforcement uh, agencies have found doesn't include the number of dead migrants in mexico or the, the migrants that died in the darien gap coming here it's the most it, there, that, that's more dead migrants in the past six, seven years combined under any other administration. I mean, it's, it's, the hypocrisy is unbelievable. There's no downside. You secure the borders. You stop illegal immigration. Not only are you going to safeguard this country and, and reduce Americans from dying, but you're also going to reduce migrants from dying and the atrocities of trafficking associated with it. I, I mean, it's just it's, it's insanity that we are allowing this to continue to happen. I want to go to Speaker McCarthy on this, and I, I, I had to watch this repeatedly to make sure I was not hearing this, seeing this for myself. This past Sunday on the Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo, 
when asked about the uh, impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas, McCarthy talked about, went immediately, didn't answer the question, then went immediately to the committees and he should resign. Mayorkas is not going to resign. The, their, their plan is working. And this is why I'm concerned about the Republicans, about Speaker McCarthy, because I, I don't know how hard it is for him to say it's time to impeach Mayorkas when so many in the conference, the obvious, the facts, the things we're talking about, point out that he should be impeached. Yeah, I, I uh, David, look, I, I'm with you, and, and that's why I was hopeful, but I'm skeptical. Look, what 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 we should have seen from from the House, what we should have seen from McCarthy is HR one. The, the first House bill should have been a strong border security bill, and it's not. Like I said, right now there there are multiple bills being floated around and being whipped right now, and, and yet we haven't seen anything come out that that's a strong border security bill. Where is it? Where is it? Right now there is nothing that's right. 300-plus Americans are dying every single day because of fentanyl in this country. And as I said, there are literally criminals and national security threats pouring in this country every single day, jeopardizing our safety and national security. Nothing else is killing more Americans right now from a, from a safety perspective that we could prevent, that we could reduce. H.R. 1 should have been the first border security bill out there. Number two, David, I completely agree with you. In my opinion, this leadership should be out there saying we will and we are going to impeach Secretary Marcus. This man has been the chief architect of the worst catastrophic, intentionally-led border security crisis in our lifetime. He has blatantly lied to American people. He has lied to Congress. Look, he was in congressional testimony when Chip Roy blew up in black and white the definition of operational control, which in part said the prevention of all the secretaries shall prevent the entry of all illegal aliens. That was part of the thing. And, and at that time, he knew he had already seen well over 700,000 Godaways, and he looked right at the congressional member and the entire committee and lied and said, we have operational control. How many times did he opine that the border is, is secure when we literally know the numbers and we see it every day that it's not? I mean, this man has to go. And look, here, here's the issue. Whether or not it actually happens and, and the Senate confirms his, his impeachment, look, sometimes it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And through the impeachment process, what the American people will get and deserve, for the first time in two years, they're going to hear the truth. They're going to understand the why and how we got to here and what the domino impact is right now to our country. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know, Mark, metaphorically scratching my head. I, I, I just look at this and, and I just can't get that McCarthy interview out of my head. He was asked a direct yeah. question. No, I, look, I, I agree with you, and I'm concerned. Uh, you know, it, what, what I think we're going to see, the, the, there's a couple, again, uh, that's why I talk, go back and forth between hopeful and skeptical. So, you know, we have uh, uh, Representative Green, a whole, uh, you know, chair of the Homeland Security Committee. Uh, I, I think he's in the right, he's got the right headspace. I think he has the right strategy. Um, I, I think he's committed to this. So I, I, I'm hopeful that at a minimum, what we're going to see is robust hearings about the southwest border. Um, and I think at the end, uh, once that happens and you bring back people like Tom Holman and myself and others, uh, they're going to be able to testify and lay this out. And we know where the, the, the lies are. We know the skeletons are. We know that this secretary has absolutely been the worst secretary in our life. Uh, I, I think at the end of that, I think there's going to be no other conclusion. I think they're going to be forced to, to, to file articles of impeachment and go forward. I, I'm with you. 
remain skeptical till we see the action. Yep. Mark, uh, we've just got to keep this alive by the numbers, let people know what it means to them. You know, the headlines are the numbers, but just like you and I do, dig into the details. Yeah. It matters to your yeah. food supply. It matters to your resources. It matters to your community. And 435 congressional districts in this country have a problem with illegal aliens. Absolutely. Look, I know we're running out of time. If you need to go, let me know. But look, uh, Heritage did uh, did a study where they they received publicly available cell phone data, and they tracked about 20,000 illegal aliens once they were released and they were in shelters. And then they tracked those numbers to where they went in the United States. And guess what? It showed that they went to more than 430 out of the 435 congressional districts in the United States. So, yep, you're absolutely right, David. Mark, always, unfortunately, not a pleasure, pleasurable topic, but yep. pleasure to have you on. We've got to keep laying this out and keep up the good work. You, you guys are doing just a body of work that's really needed, and you're giving it to the leadership in, in the House of Representatives. I don't know what else we can do. You've given them the facts. The people know the facts. They're obvious to anyone who's honest. I completely agree, David. And thanks for you. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to get the, the truth and, and education out there. Because, look, I keep saying that one of the reasons why the, the election went the way it did and there wasn't a stronger red wave is because of these issues like border security, what's happened, didn't make it to the average American on their kitchen table as an issue that it should. So we've got to keep fighting the fight. Mark Morgan, visiting fellow for Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation and former uh, acting commissioner as well at CPB. Mark, thank you. Talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks, David. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.